Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard. This summer, we'll be traveling at an altitude of approximately two feet in a brand new Nissan. We invite you to enjoy the available panoramic views, premium seats in all rows, and connected tech, while avoiding baggage fees, layovers, and neck pillows. So fasten your seatbelts and enjoy non-stop routes to summer, because the best way to travel this season is in a new Nissan. And now is the best time to buy at the Nissan 4th of July sales event. Save up to $3,500 on the 2020 Nissan Rogue or get 0% APR financing on 13 models. Nissan, innovation that excites. For well-qualified buyers, 3500 on 2020 row consists of 3000 cash back and 500 bonus cash. Available on purchase. Must purchase from new dealer stock. See dealer for financing details. Call 1-888-858-8319 for offer and safety information details. Offers in 76 2020 Now I'm gone, now I'm gone, now I'm gone. Did you watch Jeopardy last night? I am banned from watching Jeopardy. Ooh. Why is that? You get too competitive? No. Um, you say the answer before Alex is done reading the clue. Sometimes. That's really annoying. Um, be better and you wouldn't have that problem. My, my wife is afraid that I'm turning into my parents. Oh. And that's a comp. They watch Jeopardy every night. Yeah. I do feel about... Unless it's Monday, then they're watching football. I do feel a little bit 65-ish when I tune in at 7 to watch Jeopardy. Put on your slippers. Yeah, absolutely. My fleece pants. Your fat pants. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, just you can let it go. Never mind. mm -hmm. Sorry, back to Frozen. Uh, Anyway, last night, there was a woman that just cleaned up against two guys. It was pretty fun to watch. I mean, it wasn't even close. But one of the guys, he was a clicker guy. Oh. You know when they have to show, I really know all the answers, but it's my clicker. You see, my clicker's broken, and he was apoplectic. Did he do the thing where he's he's banging it with one hand instead of just using his thumb? It was like an SNL skit. It was so bad. And did he do this thing? And I've seen this cut before. I mean, I've seen it, but they, they try to edit it out, I think. It's when one guy's just frantically hitting the clicker. And then he does this thing where he palms yeah. up, like, oh, to, yeah. turns off stage. He's like, right. hey, this thing's not working. How come I'm not getting buzzed in? Yeah. Like, click, click, click. Wait, hey, how come I'm not? I was first. I think the guy last night was just embarrassed that he, because he was the uh, reigning champion. And uh, I think he was pissed off that he was getting beat so bad. So he tried to make it look like it was like a technical issue. He but like, he really didn't know all like the answers. a wedding DJ or something like that and just happened to be Ooh. just, you know. Got lucky. I love wedding DJs. Really? Except for when my wedding DJ played the electric slide <laughs> in 2011. <laughs> what else is going on? Time for What's Happening. Dennis Rodman is in the news. Some people turn to Brian Suits for news out of North Korea. And others turn to Dennis Rodman. See, Dennis Rodman is friends with both President Trump and Kim Jong-un. He's drank vodka with Kim. He's been fired by Trump on Celebrity Apprentice. And now he's weighing in on the similarities between the two leaders, saying they're pretty much the same people, that they love control. 
and that the warnings of nuclear peril are harmless entertainment. Here's the quote. Ain't nobody got no finger on the button. Perhaps some of the most brilliant political foreign policy analysis we've seen in a long time. Uh, He is in China today. Dennis Rodman is. After stopping in Tokyo, he was in Guam as well. He was hoping to, I don't know how you do this, but he was hoping to arrange a trip to North Korea, but was stymied by the U.S. ban against American citizens traveling to North Korea, at least on a whim. He said, we thought we'd give it a shot while we were here, and he's uh, asking for a special pass from Trump to visit North Korea early next year. He's um, supposedly making a documentary about his uh, relationship with uh, Kim Jong-un. Mayor Ed Lee is trending. Mayor Ed Lee was the mayor of San Francisco. He died 65 years old last night. They're saying it looks like a heart attack. He was at a Safeway with his wife, just grocery shopping. Um, he was under some criticism recently. He His background is in affordable housing. And as you know, in San Francisco, the average home is $1.1 million and rent is about 4500 There is no affordable housing in San Francisco. So he had been under uh, criticism recently about that. He's not doing enough about that. I don't know what a mayor yeah. could, can do about that. No, and in fact, it's a it. When you think about it, it was a great problem. I mean, it was a problem that came out of a great circumstance. Technology has brought billions of dollars to San Francisco and and Northern California. Technology in and jobs, yeah. the jobs, and San Francisco is only seven square miles. It's a tiny city. Yeah. So. Uh, but again, just weird. You don't hear very many. Uh, you don't hear a lot of mayors who die while in office, um, and definitely not in. Major Except for in San Francisco, huh? <laughs> yeah, I think when you think about it, yeah, I guess that's right. Uh, man flu. We all know the man flu. Now wait a minute. I take offense at this. I when men it, what, can exaggerate the symptoms of the cold. When my husband has a cold, it's like he has uh-huh. uh, something much more severe than a cold. It's like he has the plague. Yeah. Okay. And you just have to know that that's the way it's going to be. You Does know? he and sit gonna, on the couch and talk a, about it in, in in Steve Gregory's snuggie and just go? Mm. No. And wait for you to go, honey. Do you need anything? You want some, like, you want some Advil or some you know, some hot tea or something? And he just goes like this. Mm. <laughs> any no. man, who, any man who's sick, just wants a little bit of sympathy, and then just leave him alone. Yeah, just leave him alone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. just you, check on him every yeah, every no, like two hours. Yeah, and then and then nothing they just, else. They just want to know you care. It's, it's not, just it's that not, it's, it's, it's not that just it's debilitating. It, it or anything seems like, like that. men mm-hmm. uh, descend into this like bad mood <laughs> over a cold. Like that. Like once they get a cold, then right. they're going to be in a bad mood for a week and a half. Well, they're weakened and they're over and they're, and they're vul- vulnerable. But it's just a cold. You know? T- take an Advil cold and sinus. <laughs> it's the one you need to pull out your ID for at CVS. Immunologic- it, what, what immunologically I- speaking, men are the weaker sex. One of the best times. Did ever. you isolate that, Blake? Thank you. Um, I was <laughs> telling my wife, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of sick. I don't feel good. And we had dinner plans. And she's like, No, stop being a little bee. We're going. Yeah. We're going. We're yeah. going. And I was like, All right, all right. I'm coming along for the ride. Did she punch you in the chest while and, she was yelling at you? And we got off the car. We're walking to the restaurant and she's taking off. And I'm like, Walking really slow. And she's like, Hurry up, get over here. And then bleh, I just barked yeah! everywhere. 
And she immediately goes, oh, my God, you weren't lying. I was like, of course I wasn't lying. (laughs) I'm really sick. (laughs) Poor little Oscar. (laughs) So, yeah. You know. Well, nausea is one thing, but it's the cold that turns into like a a, a blue level of complaint. I feel this is a catch-all for everything. Anytime, Anytime a guy gets sick. They get the short end of the stick. Dr. Kyle Sue of Canada's Memorial University in Newfoundland says uh, the men's immunological uh, deficits may be the natural result of their evolved role in human society. Their quest for dominance meant that they frequently died fighting for the chance to reproduce. Women, on the other hand, needed to endure to nurture to the resulting offspring. And that leads us to our word of the year for Merriam-Webster, which is feminism. Whoop-dee-doo. Word well, of the year. Feminism. Remember, complicity was another term of the year, a Google search term of the year. Um, Me Too was the time person of the year. And happy Hanukkah tonight, by the way. Do you guys celebrate? Uh, do you guys light that candle? Uh, no. You don't have a menorah? I do not. Do you? No. I guess other people in our neighborhood do. I just don't know. Now, this is a celebration, right? I mean, I have, this an, is... I have a lawyer who's a Jew. One of our attorneys is a Jew. Does that count? <laughs> Coming up next. That doesn't count. My three balls are headed out of the country. No, just two of them. Just two. Right, but it's a look in at my three balls. Oh, my. Oh, I get it. Gary and Shannon. One o'clock hour, we're going to try to hook up again with Chris and Carlo for an update on the Thomas Fire. 234,000 acres now up in Santa Barbara and Ventura counties. Also, the uh, special election that's going on today in the uh, Alabama Senate race. We'll talk with Serena Marshall about that in the bottom of the hour. Also, tomorrow, we are going to be live out at the Westfield Valencia Town Center Mall, part of the iHeartRadio SoCal Fire Relief Project that's going to launch tomorrow. We're going to be out there. There are going to be uh, our other stations are going to be at the Westfield Century City or Westfield Topanga or even Westfield Fashion Square. So we'll be out there tomorrow from 10 until 2 with some special guests joining us. I think the Johnny Ken Show will be out there as well. So I'd love to see you out there. All right. LaMelo, LiAngelo, they're going to Lithuania. You ever been to Lithuania? I have not. Oh, I would have thought you were. In... Uh, I know that. Uh, and you have Lithuanian the, pancakes. The little town in southern Lithuania. Vyatotas. That uh, yeah, locals played a pretty big role in gaining independence from the Russians a couple decades back. Well, everybody. I think the balls know that. Kind of everybody knew that. Leangelo, uh, of course, the kid that got caught shoplifting in China and was benched by UCLA. And his brother, Lamello, are headed to Lithu- Lithuania to play on a team there. Now, this this team has had a hand in developing some NBA players. Uh, so, obviously, that's what LeVar Ball is hoping for here. But the the deal with Lithuania means that they won't play college ball here, ever. Ever. No, this is uh, it's out of the realm of possibility. It would be against the law for them to now play college ball anymore. Uh, Prienu Vitautis plays in a 1700 seat arena 
Tickets are about five euros a piece. These guys are grown a men, by the way. The two point the guards. The Lithuanian players? Yeah, the two yeah. point guards on the roster are 28 and 32. Yeah. Lamelo 16. This is not a. Uh, this is not even a D-League uh, team here in the United States. These guys take smoke breaks, like halftime. They go through about a half a pack of smokes. And, yeah, they, they all have, you know, wives and kids and, you know, working at the uh, Ventusius uh, Steel Factory as well in between games. The the stadiums that they're playing in are, uh, you know, the r- real small potatoes, thing, small potato stuff. Thing to note on this one, though, is that uh, Priyana Vitautis plays in two different leagues. The they I forget what the upper league is called, but the lower league they play in the Baltic League. And Leangelo and Lamelo aren't talented enough, aren't good enough to play in the upper league. So they're only going to play in the Baltic League games. So they're the JV squad. Yep. This is a weird decision on behalf of that. De- I'm not that there haven't been weird decisions on uh, on what Mars, decisions haven't. Yeah, but but this is the complete polar opposite of playing anywhere in Los Angeles, even playing Hill uh, Chino Pavilion. Hills High Basketball. Yeah, Chino Hills, you're right. This is completely different from that. From what I understand, though, culturally, Lithuania is super hardcore basketball. Like, oh yeah, they will mess you well, up. Like you, you're going to get trained way differently than they uh, got trained in Chino Hills. The, uh, the description of the coach, by the way, that I've seen is that he is the Lavar Ball of Lithuania. Is Lamelo going to have to play defense? I think they both are. Mm. Whoa, that's crazy. And I don't know if they allow eyebrow shaving over there, so that might get interesting. Yeah, I heard they're pretty strict. You know, if I'm 16 years old, I don't know how I like the idea of getting shipped off to Lithuania to play with 30-year-old men. I don't know how I like the fact of just getting pulled out of high school to begin with. Right. He was the the stud of the school. Why would you? You wouldn't want to leave there. Follow the money. It's It's not about the boys. It's about dad. Coming up next, Swamp Watch. I feel like we're already in it. Oh, we are. We talked to uh, talk about LeVar Ball. We're deep. We're deep in it. In a different swamp. Gary and Shannon will continue. Drain the swamp. We're going to drain the swamp of Washington. We're going to have fun doing it. We're all doing it together. Drain the swamp. Drain the swamp. Drain the swamp. Swamp Watch 2017. We're going to check in. On the Alabama Senate race, but just crossing the wire here, L.A. Fire Department announced that the Skirball fire, one in the Sepulveda Pass there, caused by an illegal cooking fire at an encampment in a brush area right next to where Sepulveda crosses under the 405. Okay. No one... No one was at the scene when firefighters arrived and no arrests have been made. That was the most... That was some of the most dramatic images of fire that i've seen in la oh yeah the people driving on the 405 and that side of that hill just engulfed in flame all right swamp watch we get to jump into uh, what's going on in washington dc and one of the things that might might happen in dc is roy moore judge roy moore may be elected to the senate later today uh by voters in alabama in this special election to uh to finish out the term that jeff sessions gave up when he became attorney general ABC Serena Marshall is joining us from D.C. I, I would imagine that the uh, there's no real welcome mat out there for what would be a Senator Roy Moore necessarily. 
Uh, not necessarily on Capitol Hill, Gary. On Capitol Hill, Hill, you can probably expect if he wins a very cold welcome. But the White House, they are all in for Roy Moore, the president last week. He was hedging on his support, but last week he really went behind Roy Moore, tweeting about him, um, recording a robocall for him. He had that campaign event back down in Florida on Friday on the Alabama border there. Uh, and so, well, Senate Republicans will probably not exactly have a rollout map for him. The White House probably will. What have they said in terms of uh, voting him out if he is elected, if anything? Well, Republicans on Capitol Hill, remember when he, these allegations first came out against him, we had, by our count, roughly 20 Senate Republicans who called for him to step aside so they could get behind a campaign, a write-in campaign. That didn't happen. And so then we heard a lot of Republicans switch their vote or their comments to say that they're going to leave it to the voters of Alabama to decide. But when the majority leader made that comment, he put, faced a lot of pushback, and then he said, my position hasn't changed. He will still face an ethics investigation if he makes it up to Capitol Hill. But that kind of ends up becoming a lose-lose for Republicans as well. If Roy Moore is selected by the voters of Alabama, backed by the president, and makes it into Washington, and then the Senate Republicans choose to open an ethics investigation to, into him, uh, they could see a fracture in their party. Do you get the sense that this is all a political game? And when you, when you take into context uh, the accusations against John Conyers and his resignation, uh, Senator Al Franken and his announced resignation that that eventually this Roy Moore being a Republican is just a card that's then going to be played by Democrats. Well, Democrats are hoping that Jones wins. So there's no question there. If Jones wins that seat, remember, Republicans only have the majority by two seats. If Jones wins that seat in a staunch red state, they haven't elected a Democrat in more than 25 years, uh, that is a win for the Democrats. That's what they would like to see. It can help them with their agenda and help put a stop to the Republican agenda in their minds. But with Democrats calling out Franken, calling out Conyers, having them resign, they are also playing a card that says if Roy Moore comes to the Senate and you don't have an ethics investigation, you can expect this is going to come up throughout the next year over and over again. They are going to be hammered in 2018. I do believe that there are some Democrats who are looking at this race as a win-win situation for them. Either they get the seat or they get to hold up a Republican as a, a child predator. And look what the Republicans do. They elect child predators and, and just kind of use him as the poster child for the Republican Party, unfortunately. And that's just gross politics. Uh, there was an Associated Press analysis they that that was done in cooperation with Facebook and it counted as many as 200 false or misleading reports heading into the weekend uh, one website claimed one of the women who accused more of sexual misconduct had recanted she did not uh, on the other side they said the people that don't like more were on social media putting out fake articles that said that he uh, wrote a book in 2011 that said women should not hold elected office. He did not. So we're seeing more of this fake news stuff that we saw during the election still cropping up on social media. Yeah, and that's something, you know, Homeland Security has warned about, that the fake news uh, 
pushed on social media. The concern for more interference in U.S. elections is something that's going to continue, and that's something they've warned about. There are concerns of election meddling uh, in this special election and going into 2018. That's not expected to go away anytime soon. But those um, those stories are something that the Republicans and Democrats in Alabama are going to have to to weed through and decide uh, what they believe and what they don't. And we're seeing it on both sides. Just a quick note. Do you know when the polls close in Alabama? 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Eastern time, right. yes. Excellent. and uh, But we don't expect any uh, readout from that until very late into the night. Uh, some of, of those precincts, uh, by 10 p.m., only 1% of precincts are normally reporting. Serena Marshall, you're the best. Thanks for Thank joining you guys. us. Yes, Serena bye. Marshall there, ABC News from Capitol Hill. Coming up next hour, we will be checking in in Alabama. Also, more stories, including friend of the show, Sean Spicer, telling us about writing his book. Now he says he's going to set the record straight when it comes to the White House. So he's been doing all of these interviews with the likes of us. The likes of us. And others uh, saying nothing so that uh, the whistle is wetted for his book on what the real story is. Something like that, yes. Fascinating. Gary and Shannon will continue. See how they do that? How they do what? Promotion. They get us right where they want us. You want to give this away? After you stop dancing, would you like to give this away? Yes. Okay. Stop showing off for It gets better and better throughout the day. Such a show I'm snapping my fingers. That's not showing off. You're kind of gyrating. Were you banging your head against the... You guys. Oh. Just because I've got moves... You're just jealous. One day someone's going to mistake that for a seizure. Okay. <laughs> yep. A, a day that's probably not that far off. Well, we have a pair of tickets to Luzia by Cirque du Soleil. Luzia by Cirque du Soleil will be playing under the iconic Big Top at Dodger Stadium. Experience water inside the Big Top. Jaw-dropping acts. Larger-than-life props in this unique production unlike any show you've ever seen before. You can buy tickets at CirqueDuSoleil.com slash Luzia. L-U-Z-I-A. Or we've got a pair of tickets right here. How about caller number... What do you want to do? Six. Six. Give us a call, 1-800-520-1KFI, 1-800-520-1KFI. Yeah, it's time to call. Come on, it's time time to call. call. Let's call. Yeah. Former White House Press Secretary Sean Spicer made his way through the studio a couple weeks ago. I was asking him about, uh, hey, uh, anybody contact you yet? Like, you know, screenwriters, TV shows, anybody want to turn your story into a Well, I can't really say that. I don't really know. I'm not a, I don't really. Choose. Mm, Yes, here's a Lamp plant. Well, it was a lot of word soup. He didn't really answer a lot of questions. No, but now we know that the reason he didn't answer any questions is because in the works was a book. He's going to release a book this summer about his uh, turbulent tenure with the administration. It's called The Briefing, to be released July 23rd, 2018. Uh, The tagline promises that it's going to shed new light on the headline-grabbing controversies of the Trump administration's first year. Although 
He only served about seven months of it. I wonder how these books do these days. Uh, The Hillary Clinton books, the Sean Spicer books, because it seems that within 24 to 48 hours, we've got several articles, 20 best parts of Hillary's book, 20 biggest bombshells from Sean Spicer's book. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's out there. We've got people reading them, picking out the good parts and then writing articles about them. Who's going to sit and read through 300 pages of. Of Sean Spicer babble. This silly MTV generation just won't sit down and read a book, will they? Are you reading a book right now? I am not. I just finished one. Mm. But I think I'm going to read To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, it's a good book. You can reread that thing several my ri- times. My wife reads that once a year, and she just finished this latest year's version of it. So Yeah, her it's, version. it's a great book. So uh, I might hit that one. Um, the latest on the Trump accusers is that New York... New York uh, Senator Kirsten Kirsten Gillibrand, Mm -hmm. I think it's you say Gillibrand. Gillibrand, yeah. uh, Had come out and she was one of the people who suggested that Al Franken step down. She's also suggesting that President Trump be investigated, at least the allegations. Now, again, we told you yesterday that the women who spoke yesterday were not new. These were the these were women who had. made allegations against the president before and just had more power, I guess, behind them because they had a movie production company that was going to put a uh, step and repeat behind them during the news conference. And then they went on Megyn Kelly. The president tweeted today, lightweight Senator Kirsten Gillibrand, a total flunky for Chuck Schumer and someone who would come to my office begging for campaign contributions not so long ago, parentheses, and would do anything for them close parentheses, is now in the ring fighting against Trump, very disloyal to Bill and crooked, and then in all capital letters, used. The president uh, ignored a reporter's question about the tweet when he was signing the defense authorization bill a little bit earlier today. Jill O'Brien replied directly to President Trump on Twitter You cannot silence me or the millions of women who have gotten off the sidelines to speak about the unfitness and shame you have brought to the Oval Office. First of all, let me a word to to Senator Gillibrand for anybody, a word. The president doesn't give a rat's ass what you say on Twitter. He doesn't. This is not a two way communication device for him. He does not read the replies. And reply as you might on Twitter, he believes that he owns the venue. So he's not going to read what you say. That's why it cracks me up when people tweet him. Well, sometimes you'll look out and get a retweet or something. If you're saying what he wants to hear. Right. But when people like uh, Elizabeth Warren and Gillibrand go after him on Twitter... You're not going to get a reaction. There are 55,000 responses, and that's this is whenever this was printed, so this number has gone up since then. There are 55,000 responses to this tweet. It's at 64,000 Okay, 64,000 responses <laughs> to this tweet. How many did he read? I, the other curious thing uh, about this tweet is the quotes again. Why is begging yeah. in quotes? He, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why he does that. Was it a specific type of begging? Now, he was asked, uh, Washington Post said that this was a sexually suggestive tweet. Only if you're thinking that way. 
Because it, it, yeah, it implied that Gillibrand would do just about anything for money. His quote was, and would do anything for them. That for could mean so countries. many things that do not does not include sex when you're talking about Washington. Right. Now, reporters went to Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the press secretary, a few minutes ago and said, how could this not be sexual innuendo? And she said, listen, if you want it to be, yeah, of course it is. But but it's only because you have a dirty mind. I think she the term she used was, if you believe this is sexual innuendo, your mind's in the gutter. And that's all you got to do. And there you go. Fire extinguished. What do you think he meant? You think he meant it sexually or just uh, dirty political deeds? I just think he meant dirty political deeds. I He's tone deaf enough to have meant it some other way. I just don't think he did. And what is this game? Everybody gets the opportunity to guess what the president means. Right. Because he's never going to respond to it. And and I, I'm, I'm amused at the people who will reply to his tweets. Yeah, well, you're unfit for office or you're a big dummy or you're a big orange Cheeto or whatever they say to him. It doesn't it doesn't impact him. I know that he does take personal insults very personally. Never on Twitter, though. All right. We told you that we found out how that fire in the Sepulveda Pass was started. L.A. Fire Department saying it was caused by illegal cooking, illegal cooking fire in the brush area between Sepulveda and the 405. No arrests have been made there. We're going to check in with the monster that is the Thomas Fire up in Ventura, Santa Barbara area. Chris Carlo is on that when we return. Home, where families connect and memories are made. Find your new home with PenFed, a mortgage partner who brings confidence and value to your home buying experience. They offer low rates and no lender fees and can even help you find a real estate agent through their trusted partners. Let PenFed bring you home. Visit PenFed.org slash home or call 1-800-970-7766. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA, equal housing lender.